Tonight on Unreported World, vaccination wars. Pakistan is one of the few countries in the world where polio rates are rising. The World Health Organization has called the polio crisis an international public health emergency. Vaccination is the only way to stop the spread of the disease. There is no cure. But the Taliban have issued a decree against vaccination and are targeting health workers. Nelifa Hidayat travels to Karachi to meet the vaccinators who risk their lives to save children from polio every day. Karachi, one of the most overcrowded cities in the world. I've arrived as the country faces a crisis. After nearly eradicating polio three years ago, the disease is once again crippling Pakistan's children. As people travel around Pakistan, so does the polio virus, so it becomes really important to try to manage it here. In response, the government has set up thousands of emergency polio teams. Polio teams have had to adapt and now they're based at train stations and coach stops around Karachi. These teams are fighting more than just the virus. In 2012, the Pakistani Taliban issued a threat against anyone working in polio vaccination, calling it a Western conspiracy. To date, 80 people working to fight polio have been killed in targeted attacks. The team must move quickly. Their goal is to vaccinate every child on this train before it departs. They have 15 minutes. It's a thankless job, this. How old is he? He is five. Let them both have it. Open your mouth. Pakistan has the largest reservoir of the polio virus in the world. Polio thrives in the dirty water and open sewers that flow throughout Karachi. There are kids that walk up and down this open sewer. It's just dripping over there and it, it only takes one drop. It only takes a small amount for a child to get polio. The disease is highly contagious and there's no cure. Prevention is essential. <laughs> Two of Abdullah Bakr's grandsons contracted polio five months ago. Slowly, do not use too much force. Slowly, hold him from the knee. This morning, Abdullah and their mum Yasmin are stretching Umir's limbs to stop them from seizing up. <laughs> hold him from the knee. Pakistan, Afghanistan and Nigeria are the only three countries where polio remains endemic. The majority of cases are found in children under three. I was already worried about him. And then the news came about his brother. My heart sank. This is a very dangerous disease. 
children here need at least five doses of the polio vaccine to be protected. Umir and his brother had only had two. When he developed a fever, we took him to a local doctor. He was limping for two days. The nerves in his spine are damaged, which means his feet don't work. It's only been five months since the children were both diagnosed with polio and the family of hats were just tremendously... What I notice is that they've just resigned themselves to the fact that their kids will never probably walk. There have been 322 cases of polio across the country in the last two years. Big vaccination drives happen several times a year here in Karachi. I'm on my way to a planning meeting for one that's happening this week. And you can sense the urgency. It's been six weeks since the beginning of 2015 and we already have six polio cases. If we have six cases in six weeks, things could get a lot worse for the rest of the year. One team is led by mother of three, Farhina Tausif. If you follow this training and apply it in your field work, we will make fewer mistakes. Farhina's team get paid £1.50 a day to go house to house offering the free vaccine to parents, and they're worried. Many people don't take the medicine and are very hostile to us. All of these women know that that hostility can be fatal. Two of Farhina's colleagues were gunned down on the job in 2012 by a faction of the Pakistani Taliban. She had recruited one of the murdered workers herself. The first incident really shook me. After that, I had a lot of pressure from my family. They wanted me to give up work because it's so risky. It's life-threatening. My husband said 100% I should resign. Initially, I said, OK, I'll give up. Write me a resignation letter. But I couldn't do it. The vaccination drive will begin tomorrow. One of Farhina's colleagues has a very personal reason for getting involved. Abrar Khan has lived with polio since he was three. His left leg is withered. He's dedicated his life to fighting the disease because he doesn't want anyone else to suffer the way he has. This society does not accept disabled people. This disability is for my entire life. I worry about what will happen when I grow older.
I tell myself that if a single child is saved from polio, it will make me happy. Abra's been working as a vaccinator for three years, but he's especially anxious about this week's initiative. This campaign is in a super high-risk area where polio workers have been killed. I don't know what to expect. Someone may come from behind and kill me. You're smiling. What else can I do? It's vaccination day. Attacks happen with alarming regularity. No one on a vaccination drive is safe. Not the team or the security forces that try to protect them. Their job has become so dangerous that they can't do it without the protection of armed police. The vaccination drive is about to start. We've arrived at our rendezvous point in Etihad town, an area notorious for Taliban activity. It feels like a military operation. The atmosphere is quite tense. Police officers look a little bit nervous. Two of them have been shot in and around this area last month alone, so they know the risks involved. In this area, in the alleyways, keep a close watch. When you lose your focus, the enemy will not spare you. Remain alert. For Fahina, there's no time to waste. The goal is to vaccinate nearly a quarter of a million children across the city in two days. Fahina's target is 20,000 children. You do this area, Team 2 will go ahead. Some of the polio workers and the police officers that are going to be accompanying them are just getting ready to leave. Where are you? You'll be left behind. Hurry. I join Fahina as she heads deeper into the neighborhood. We're already ahead of you. Hurry. Security, go with them. You two, go with them. You know the area we just left. A week ago, three bombs were found in a rickshaw. I've just been told a couple of days ago, in this very area, they found a little rickshaw with three bombs in it. And the ladies were just telling me that as they head out back into the area. We're just going door to door as quick as we can, asking who, who they are, if they've got any kids, and uh, they're not hanging around at all. A man in the neighborhood said you had two young girls. Who said two young girls? Your neighbors are saying it. What little girls? Even getting people to talk is virtually impossible. Why have you refused? You can't force them. No, listen, there is no cure. It's an untreatable illness. God forbid your child gets polio because you didn't give him the drops. He's going to be disabled for life. There is no treatment. This has not been a good start to the day. There is no one home. There are no children under five at your house? Have they gone somewhere? Each child needs multiple doses, so keeping tally is important. 
The vaccinators mark up their progress on each house. All Frahina can do today is chalk up refusal after refusal on their walls. Frustrated after so many rejections, Frahina and her team resort to vaccinating children on the street. Where do we go next? I'm not sure. Just as they're ready to move on, a little girl opens the door. We follow Frahina inside, expecting to meet a family. This baby is around nine months old. Give him the drops. But the children are alone. Do you have permission to be here? Her mother isn't here. Having vaccinated a baby without parental consent, it's clear that Frahina won't let anything stand in her way. She spots a second child. Where is he hiding? Do you want me to come after you? Just watch. Come here, nothing is going to happen. Come, I'll give you money and you can buy a treat. You'll have to bribe him to get him out. Here, take this, come. Tell him I'm not giving him any drops. Take the money. He's not coming. He's not taking the money. Let's go. Write his name down, mark it as a refusal. If someone into my house without my permission, like you did, I would be upset. Do you think that's okay? In my opinion, with polio, everything is okay. People will argue and fight with me. We will go to any lengths to do this work. This is our purpose. We will go to any extent to vaccinate a child. No matter what, we must vaccinate every child. I was starting to realize that both sides, those for and against vaccination, will go to extreme lengths to fight for what they believe. Later that night, I hear that four people working on the national campaign have been kidnapped. Soon, the news gets even worse. Latest news. Three out of four bodies found in Zahorb have been identified. One of them is the ambulance driver of the polio team. Geo News Salman Ashraf is at the scene for us. The team had been abducted whilst vaccinating just one hour outside Karachi and shot dead. Abra has heard the news too. While doing their duty, they've been taken from this world. I'll call them martyrs. This is a type of jihad. They were fighting polio. Whoever attacks us is working against humanity. They have killed innocent people. Abra's job is to persuade those families that consistently refuse the vaccine. His mission is to win over hardliners. So why are you refusing? 
Is it a religious obligation? I will not vaccinate. It's harmful to avoid it. What exactly is the harm? Tell me, what is the benefit? Is there any? If you refuse, you'll get polio like him. Abra often has to argue against anti-vaccination stories in hardline local newspapers that claim the polio campaign is a fake. There's an article here that reported a case where a child was vaccinated but still got polio. Around the city, new cases are springing up of children getting the disease despite getting the polio vaccine. But one of the papers appears to have had a change of opinion. This is the same newspaper as yours. Look at the date. Your paper is from January 2013. In my article, they are urging you to vaccinate. And it was published in May 2014, one year on. Abra has been persuasive, and the man agrees to have his children vaccinated for the first time. Are you happy now? This level of reluctance to have the vaccine isn't just down to Taliban propaganda. The CIA has admitted to using a vaccination campaign as a cover back in 2011 to allow them to go house to house in their hunt for Osama bin Laden. Polio is dividing Pakistan's conservative and moderate Muslims. Across the country, thousands of religious schools known as madrasas preach radical interpretations of Islam and conservative values. Polio is a controversial flashpoint. When Farhina goes out onto the streets trying to convince people to get the vaccine, often she's fighting against what some madrasas are teaching people to do. Aisha Usmaini teaches 400 women a hardline version of Islam in a madrasa like this one. I meet her at home with her young son. Do you think the polio drops are harmful for the health? Yeah, they are also including scary uh, ingredients in it, at least for the Muslims. Like and what? One is human diploid cell. This is the aborted fatal tissues that are included in the polio vaccine. Basic scary ingredients for us is the alcohol, and it's forbidden, it's haram in our religion. Tests have confirmed that the polio drops given to children have never contained fetal cells or other harmful substances. Yet for Ismaini, the vaccination represents an attack by foreigners on Pakistan's children and needs to be resisted. If you're defending something, and for your defense, if you kill someone, so that's right, that will not wrong. So it's okay to kill the workers? Maybe. When they have the loss, so they will stop it. They have to finish it. Usmani is one of many who believe that the vaccine is part of a conspiracy to eradicate Muslims. Basically, uh, it's using as a bioweapon. Polio drops are a bioweapon? Yeah. They are killing our generations by giving the polio vaccine. Who do you think is behind all of this? Yeah, obviously. Uh, this Americans, uh, this USAID, UN also is included in this agenda against the Muslims. 
and Israel is also funding. Why? Israel is the biggest enemy of the Muslims at this time. The Israeli government has not directly financed this campaign. In the past 27 years, the US, UK and other developed nations have donated 11 billion US dollars to combat polio globally. This is your son? Do you give him the polio vaccine? Uh, no. No? No. Never? No, never. But how would you feel as his mother if he became crippled because of polio? Would you feel responsible? It's luck. It's luck? It's luck. Attitudes to vaccination are also dividing families. In Orangi town, I'm meeting a family devastated by polio. Mahin and Mariam's father is a conservative cleric. He refused to give polio drops against their mother's wishes. My in-laws believed it would make our girls infertile. That is why they were against it. I didn't want to upset my husband. The girl's mum, Alia, was vaccinated as a child. She wanted the same for her daughters. Their grandmother, Khadija, now blames herself for the decision. If I could just take their pain myself, she is my life, a gift from God. We have to protect her. Maybe God will forgive our sins if we look after them. Alia hopes that with the help of leg braces, Maria may be able to walk again within three years. But for Mahin, despite her best efforts, it's just too late. Back at home, Farhina is getting ready for another day vaccinating Karachi's children. I do have concerns when leaving for work. God forbid. I worry if something happens to me, what will happen to my family. One day when Pakistan is free from polio, I will have more time for my family. But right now, my other children need me. The Unreported World podcast accompanies the critically acclaimed Channel 4 television series, Explore more by visiting channel4.com slash unreportedworld where you can watch full programmes on demand from anywhere in the world. Also join the discussion on Unreported World's Twitter and Facebook pages.
Until next week, from me, Krishna Guru Murthy, goodbye. 